it's the Trailer Island Podcast. It's another Wednesday. I'm Alex. I'm joined by... Steve. Matthew. And we compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And we have got no story this week. <laughs> it's all action-packed CGI. It's just fights. Yeah. Fights. Let them fight. Let and, them fight. And I, for one, don't mind it. I, yeah, I, I, I'm keen to get into this because it's a. I think this is a guilty pleasure movie. Oh yeah, just yeah. turn your turn your brain off a bit, like listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just turn mm-hmm. your brain off and uh, enjoy. Let it wash over you. I think watch, watch three hairy men go at each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Mm. I mean, fight, fight with each other. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's really uh, throwing sure us off the <laughs> track. I'm not sure there. where to go from there. What are we doing? We look, do a it's podcast. A lo- look, it's a lovely day on the island. Uh, the sun is shining. The beach is warm. The coconuts are singing. Yes. Um, Days like this, I wish we lived on Skull Island because it seems like there's a little bit more to eat there. Potentially. Yes. But wouldn't we end up being eaten at some point? I could take it. <laughs> You'd just shake it off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like Jonah and the whale. I just live in the whale's belly the whole time. Fair enough. Okay, well, there's a reference for you. All right, so uh, do we want to introduce this week? What, 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 what's the film? We are diving back into a Warner Brothers cinematic universe, mm-hmm. and uh, we are doing. Oh wait, which round is it? Is it? It's Kong versus Godzilla. No, Godzilla no, versus Kong. Around. I can't. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. to protect her and I think that in some way Khan did the same Bows to no one. 
One of my favorite trailers is the trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters. And that's because it has a lot of charm. It's very beautifully shot. Wonderful music yeah. from memory. Yeah. Yep. That trailer loses all the charm of that previous trailer, I think. This trailer is very much, you know, Hulk smash kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Gave I, me hype. I was like, I want to see this movie. It, it, look, it is a, it, yeah, it hypes up the fight. Really well, and and look, we sh- I think we've established that this is film four. four. This is film four, so we're following on from Godzilla, Godzilla Two, King of the Monsters, and Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. I think that those three films have very expertly set up this movie, but I don't know that I felt the gravitas yeah. as as heavily yeah. as I would have liked. There's some great moments in this, but I feel like. I want to. I want to get into the the payoff at, at some point without ruining. So we're not going to spoil this movie because mm. it's a brand new film. But I, I think that trailer makes a big deal out of when they first meet on the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. in the film. I thought that absolutely delivered. But then, strangely enough, for two giant monsters fighting in a city, which we see in that trailer in the movie, it didn't feel as epic. I think as it as it could have. I think uh, oddly, each each one of these films has had their own unique flavor. So Godzilla had this wonderful, like, found footage sort of vibe to it. Yep. Uh, Kong Skull Island was this this ode to, seven, uh, to 70s adventure movies. Godzilla King of Monsters was this homage to all of the the old classic Godzilla mo- uh, Monsters movies that are, you know, based in Japan. Hmm. This one, I didn't get the the unique vibe. Would you say it was sort of like a smorgasbord dinner where you get all the food that you want, but all of it's, <laughs> it's just okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, less so maybe. But at the same time, I wasn't expecting anything more than a giant CGI fight, and I felt like I got that. And that's why I'm so conflicted. I agree with you. I definitely feel like I got everything that I was promised, but I, it just didn't feel as... Uh, Godzilla 2, I think we can all agree, is a phenomenal mm. film. Great trailer. Mm-hmm. Got it's, that trailer set the idea that it's going to have this emotional drive. And you watch the movie, and strangely for a film about giant CGI monsters, there's a very emotional centre to that film, which is terrific. And this film still delivers that spectacle, but doesn't deliver on the emotional front for me. Well, they, I think they tried to push it quite along with the little girl. The She's, yeah. she's deaf, and yes. she communicates with Godzilla. Uh, not Godzilla, with Kong. She's, she's best mates with Kong and Kong's like, hey, for whatever reason, I like you. Yeah. Um, and the trailer brings up, a, spends a lot of time establishing that this little girl is the key to mm-hmm. to making Kong do things and stuff. And yeah, it kind of is. But then that's sort of maybe the first third of the film and then all of that's just sort of forgotten. Yeah. yeah. So so we should talk about the, the plot, <laughs> what little plot there is of this mm, movie. Mm. Godzilla and Kong, we, we know who they are. They're mm-hmm. giant monsters, okay? We, I think that's well established. But in this movie, it's said that back in ancient times, these two super species had a bit of a fight mm. and Godzilla and Kong are the last two standing and they meet again in present day and they go at it and cause a lot of destruction. What annoyed me, though, is all this thing about them being the last ones. But yeah. whereas in Godzilla 2... There's a lot of time spent on introducing all these other monsters mm-hmm. that bow down to Godzilla, which just disappear in this film. Where were they? They, they just don't factor the, into it. The implication being that they've all been defeated. But I think it um, maybe stems a little bit into the production here because 
uh, as of 2020, mm. Godzilla rides have reverted back to the Japanese company that owns them. Oh, really? And so they technically can't make any more MonsterVerse movies now, and so they sort of had to cap it off with, with this film. So is this the end? There has been no official word yet. Huh, interesting. I thought they had a good... Uh, don't get me wrong, I think this is a good movie. They've got a good thing going. It's a shame if they can't continue it. I was just reading a little bit into Shin Godzilla, which was the last sort of Japanese-produced uh, Godzilla film back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the Japanese audience over there adore that film. Right. And they're waiting for a sequel, and they haven't been able to make a sequel to that because of this rights deal. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's all a bit messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why can't they all just get along and just no, make no. movies for fun? Like, you know, this is a, this is a fun movie. Let's, it's a yeah. very fun movie. Yeah. yeah. Steve, you brought up an excellent point about the plot of this movie, and it's why I raised the idea of the thin mm. plot. One of your favourite movies, <laughs> favourite movie of the podcast, Batman versus Superman. Uh, this movie's pretty similar to that. I'd say it's structured similar to that. Y- yeah. It is. Yeah. It is two objective heroes going at it. Uh, and then towards the end of the film, a villain just pops out of nowhere. That that unifies them, gives yeah. them a common enemy to fight. I went to I went to the theater to watch this with a group of friends, and we we joked the whole time that the winner was going to be friendship, and <laughs> we weren't we weren't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't disappointed. Yeah, it's the whole Superman Martha yeah. thing again. Not not it's, that's not a spoiler. They, <clears throat> Kong doesn't go. Oh, my mum was called Martha, but it's it's similar. I I sort of hope that if this was the the end of the series, they might sort of tie up a few more characters that we've been introduced to over the last yes. uh, seven years. Now uh, we might have got you know Aaron Taylor Johnson and Lizzie Olsen. Or yep, Tom oh, I forgot that. Are, I yeah. forgot that yeah. are in these movies, and they're great characters in the first Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the human characters, and that's my issue with, again. Godzilla two. The human stories, uh, you know, for what you expect in a big CGI movie, the human stories, I think, are really good. You've got um, Billy Bobby Brown as the daughter of... Um, Mil- isn't it Millie Bobby Millie? Brown? Millie Bobby? I don't know. Stranger Things Millie. girl. Yeah, Millie. Um, and her dad and their relationship. And, and I felt like that movie was really great just to see that family deal with this, you know, incredible circumstance of all these monsters and everything. But then in this movie, you know, she's back, her dad's back. But they don't really oh, do anything. It's so, so superfluous. It's yeah, and it's a shame because I, I thought there were great characters in, in Godzilla 2 and they just don't do anything in this. I don't think they probably needed to be in this. No, they didn't. I'm glad they are. Like, It's good to see those characters again. I'm glad they haven't just disappeared. But also, by the same token, they're a bit useless. Yeah, I mean, so useless. Yeah. In fact, most of the human characters are actually... Again, you're not there for the humans, but you've got to get that balance. I think they were there to sort of get us... To give us a reason to uh, discover more of the things mm. about the bad guys, yeah, or the objectively bad guys, <laughs> you know, I think his motivations aren't necessarily wrong. So the the part of this is that there is the theory of the Middle Earth. Uh, what oh, is it? <laughs> hollow Earth. The Hollow the Earth. The Hollow theory. Earth, where these things have come from. Has that has that been it raised has, yeah. in other films? Have it, has yeah. it been visited in the other films? No. Well, br- well briefly in Godzilla 2, they do go through that vortex thing, don't they? they go, mm. Is that the Hollow Earth or they just go to Atlantis? No, I think they're sort of like... What? Skirt, skirting, they're sort of skirting around Hollow yeah. Earth. Uh, yeah, they go to Atlantis in Godzilla 2. It's when uh, Ken Watanabe sort of... Has his moment. Has his moment with Godzilla. Yeah. I, I love the Atlantis stuff. It was great. I did too. Yeah. I watched that movie on a plane. You need to watch it again, Alex. Yeah, I think you'll really watch good. it with proper sound. It's a really good film. See, I, I watched that film on a plane, <laughs> fell asleep, woke up on the island. Oh. Maybe we can ah, go. okay. 
Yeah. I understand the you trauma. You truly now. are the king of monsters. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, Perhaps. I think you, we, we touched on it a little bit there, I think, which is lacking in this film. And I think that is just the little sprinkles of lore mm. throughout the, the Godzilla stuff. I, like in King of Monsters, you get all these illusions. You actually get to see different monsters as well. You get to see this underwater city that's where Godzilla has made his resting house and you get to see the little like, yeah. ships that crash there and all that sort of stuff. Beautiful stuff. You get to see the twin fairies, you know, that are supposed to be alluding to the twin fairies in the yep. old movies. Exactly. The music in King of Monsters was really like an absolute love letter to the music of yeah. those Japanese movies as well. It was pretty spot on. You didn't get that in this film. They Look, he does use the theme, but it's, it's arranged differently. So this is Tom Holkenberg, who we talked about the Snyder Cut recently. He did the music for that as well. Or well, he's better, better known <clears throat> as Junkie XL. Junkie XL, you know, Mad oh. Max, Fury Road, same guy. And, um, and so he's taken that, that, that wonderful traditional Godzilla theme and he's put his own touch on it, which ordinarily I think would be really good. But I loved the treatment they gave it in Godzilla 2, which was more traditional. Ben McCreary's, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it just felt right. Whereas this one is a lot more, it's modernized. Yeah. And I don't know if it works modernized. That's, I, I really yeah. liked, I really liked this, uh, the music in this. I, yeah, I, I found it quite engaging, yeah. but I felt like also it was perhaps overused, overpowering. Mm-hmm. It was very it, loud It soundtrack. was perhaps used in replacement of maybe to distract you from... Don't, don't worry about this plot point. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like in this, they, they visit Hollow Earth. Yeah. Which is and, really cool. Which I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks fantastic. How they get there, it's like, okay, yep, cool. No worries. That's all pretty cool. I don't know why Kong has to lead them there because they knew where it was. But like, yeah. why is he... Instincts. The, uh, like, because what, it sounds like they can't just get there without him anyway. Well, they need, I guess when you find out eventually they needed Kong to do something down there, which yeah. is the thing, and then they're able to get out just by like... <laughs> which reminds you know, me, actually. ways. They just sort of fly out of... Talking of, of plot points, the, the daughter of, of our objective villain, who is just p- playing a basic nasty person. Mm. Yeah. As soon as she becomes used to the plot, they just... Just like, cool, you're done. We'll just do away yeah. with her. I was like, why was she even in the movie? Again, that's another thing. We, we uh, uh, As much as I don't like to do it, we are going to sort of compare to King of Monsters here. I thought the the background cast in King of Monsters was a lot more charismatic, a lot more likable. They, they had Charles Dance. They had Charles Dance. They why, had, why is he not in this movie? They had Brad Whitmore. They had uh, David Strathairn. Uh, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah his character has disappeared. He should have been in this film. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. just sort of like just mean for the sake of being mean. Like you don't need to be that way. Like mm. if she was played in a way that was charismatic, like yeah, we're going to help each other, we're going to do this, and then it gets flipped, and you go, ah, oh, naughty, yeah, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Rather than she's bad from the get go, you're like, okay, she's yeah. a, she's a mole. As much it. as like Vera Farmiga in in the second film was was the villain, we we got some motivation from her. We got some some wonderful character work there. I'd like. I, she's, there, wasn't, there wasn't even a conversation about her trying to impress her father. Yeah, this is, yeah. she was just a, annoying. Mm-hmm. It was kind of. Dumb. I agree. Vera in that second uh, Godzilla two is. You, you kind of feel for her a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, no, she makes some horrible decisions and you hate her for it. But you kind of go, no, she's doing this to try and help. It's things. well fleshed out. It is. It's a good. It's a well written character, mm-hmm. and it has consequences. It has, you know, as much as you can in a movie like this, logical character action. Whereas in this film. People do stuff like you say, Alex, like, you know, following Kong. They just go and kind of go, well, we just need to get them to this place. Let's just try and do it quickly and brush mm. over it. There's no, you know. But then at the same time, I was thinking about this watching it. Do do I care? This is a movie about two giant 
monsters just having an absolute what's the word rage cage fight yeah. you know like so many buildings get destroyed and there's you know there's you never once think about all the people in the buildings that's not the point yeah they're like you know he's he you know they talk about you know godzilla was a hero to people that he saved it was like well the people that he probably stepped on don't mm. feel the same yeah. way a lot of destruction i thought this movie was more based in the perspective of king kong yes yeah, i yeah. feel like yeah, it could yeah, have yeah. been a more interesting film if it was based on the perspective of godzilla but we've had Godzilla's perspective for two other films. I know, films. but Godzilla as a character is now facing new challenges. Mm. I know. Well, the first film wasn't his perspective, was it? We're no, so that was very much humans. Yeah. We're assuming it's a him. They call him king, so I'm assuming it's a he. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, if we, if, if we followed Godzilla through this film, it's Godzilla. He feels like there's not just an old threat in, in King Kong sort of re-emerging to, to take his crown, but he's also sensing that there's, there's this other threat in the darkness, mm. sort of coming for him. Oh, now as well. that annoyed that reminds me of something that really, really annoyed me. And it's it's hard to talk. I won't give away the ending, but at the beginning of this movie, we get the sense that Godzilla is searching for something. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing he's searching for, shall we say, doesn't have a presence or a consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, how does he know what he's? What has someone said? Hey, these people are messing around with something. You, you need to stop them. Like, he, how does he know? I think he, he's sensing it as a power source. Maybe. He's going, yeah. oh, hang on, hang on. What's going on here? Because okay. there's a whole thing about them living on nuclear that's radiation, right. yeah. blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's it. Um, just a quick question. In, in the hollow earth, when we visit that, what's the light source? <laughs> I was thinking this Imagination. Too. Imagination. <laughs> the power yeah. of love. <laughs> like, is it the core is like, you know, firing away and that's providing sunlight, but like... I guess it's the core. Are we not worried about that? Are we just going to roll with it? We're all going to (laughs) die. Again, again, the the reason comes down to because it's a movie about two giant monsters fighting. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. I did like when in the Hollow Earth, the parallel planes, Mm. if you want to call it that, Mm. and you have mountain peaks that almost touch each other. That was really cool. Yeah. And you can jump from one to the other. I'm, I'm still, like you say, they definitely brushed over the whole why it was difficult to get there like they kind of just go yeah there's some gravitational stuff that might throw you around a bit but once they're there it's kind of like it was it that hard i don't know i don't know if needed the just... special vehicles designed yeah by well, the that, villain. that's it like why did they did they need the special vehicles? apparently they did yeah because his brother died doing it that well that's what they tell us that's what they tell us yeah <laughs> well we're in anyway let's right. just uh keep hey, look monsters what i will say is that the runtime is a lot more consumable that two hours a solid two hours mm. i uh, actually wanted it to be longer okay i don't get me wrong you do get your money's worth here that unlike that first godzilla film which is very much from the human's point of view this is you get a lot of monster fight here you, you get a you know you get what you what you go in to see this film for um but i kind of think that the end was a little rushed maybe just want to asterisk that and just say to our dear viewers, Matt's now watched Justice League Snyder Cut <laughs> about five times. Um, so he's he's very much in for the long-form entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, he released a black and white version, so I had to watch that. God. And then, and then I had to watch the colour version afterwards to supplement the black and white version. <laughs> and yeah, I've seen it five times now. Oh, dear. I actually, I watched this 
in a smaller cinema. Mm-hmm. Like it was an older cinema on the island. You know, we've yeah. got so many big cinemas now yeah, with the big yeah. flashy things. And I went to an older cinema, you know, no reclining seats, you know, which seems to be so common these days. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, and, you know, this is – I ended up being like really comfortable. And on a, and I didn't mind it being on a smaller screen. The sound was still amazing. Yeah. And I, I was drawn in by this film. Uh-huh. I, was, I was sucked in. I was engaged. It didn't try to confuse me at any point. And, <laughs> and at no point, it wasn't until afterwards I started you know, questioning things. I was like, well, hang on, what about this and this? Because I realized at the time I didn't care. And that's probably a good thing. Yeah. And whether that was their intention to go, <laughs> just don't worry about these things. <laughs> I was, you know, found myself laughing at a few points and quite engaged. And I really like Kong as a character because mm-hmm. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Skull Island. Yeah, right. like Skull Island is, is great. Yeah, and you should watch that. So seeing him for the first time here, like the the very opening, the first two minutes, he's sort of like walking around, scratching himself, and I'm like, man, this is funny. I can relate to this guy. <laughs> I enjoyed his character, and you know when when he's sad, and you're like, oh, I feel sad for him, and then mm. you do care about maybe not so much Godzilla, but you definitely they did Kong well in this. I think, yeah, like you say, you're very much. Aware of what he's feeling, he you know he has moments where he's a bit sad when he's in captivity. That was cool. They move a lot quicker than I thought they would. Yeah, particularly in that last fight, they are moving around that city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Hong Kong? That yeah. They are? Yes. Yeah. And they just that place is wiped off the map. That's that, yeah. That's a construction site. But again, not to make another Zack Snyder reference, but it did remind me a bit of the end of Man of Steel when mm. they completely level. Metropolis, but don't really address all the devastation that's been caused. As opposed to that, though, you know, the legacy of the Godzilla films is that Godzilla is a, a city destroyer. That's you know? true. He's meant to do that, and he, and he mm. does do that. Think, oh, yeah. I think in the last film, Boston is basically just melted off the map. <laughs> so how do they? How do humans move forward after this? Not that the film gives us the answer, but like... Well, Godzilla 2 kind of addresses that a little bit. Where is pets? Yeah, which is why I was a little annoyed that from Godzilla 2 to this movie, they didn't continue that examination because I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like um, the new Jurassic Park film that's coming out next year. Obviously, the dinosaurs are out in the real world and the film's going to address what that's going to be like. I thought this film could have uh, could have done a little more with how humans have adapted to coexist. Because that's what Godzilla 2 is about. Mm. He's saying we have to coexist with these monsters. They're back. We've got to coexist with them. And then this film doesn't really address it. There's maybe one character who's who's taken things into, which I still think should have been Charles Dance, should have come back, that, that our villain character does mm. sort of pontificate about what we can do as a species to move forward to protect ourselves. And he, and his motivations are kind of understandable uh, yeah. too. But you know a guy's a villain when he puts a jacket on without his arms in the sleeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just, oh, oh, yeah, like a, a mafia boss, yeah. Yeah, he's just, he puts his jacket on, but he doesn't have his arms in the sleeves. It's like, well, mm. why do, if, what's the point? Just wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> like, mate, just go full villain, wear a cape. And, yeah. and but, like, why have sleeves on a jacket if you're not going to use them? It just looks dumb. That's my main problem I'm with glad, this movie. I'm glad that we've, uh, we've got onto this because <laughs> these are the real issues with this movie. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask about Kong. Did so- I'm guessing, I'm hoping someone motion captured Kong again. Like they did in Skull Island. Um, oh, was that he? Was he motion captured in he Skull was, Island? He was. He was um, motion captured by I think the same guy who played Doctor Doom and Van Forstick. Van. Oh <laughs> yeah. Right. I haven't seen that, but okay. I'm yeah. not sure if that happened in this film as well, but I did want to talk about like just how good the medium close-up shots on uh, Godzilla and Kong were. Mm. Very, very emotive. Very, very almost human-like on on Godzilla in particular. 
Yeah. yeah, like there's that there's that really nice close up that you get of Godzilla's face at one point, mm. where it, it's basically it's full frame. And you're just like, man, that guy is angry. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's so detailed. And like, man, yeah. they, they must have spent a long time mm-hmm. on that shot. Like, we are not here to complain about the CGI. Oh in this. god, no, it looks incredible. Like, They've done is, a very good job. It is a masterclass yeah. in giant monsters mm-hmm. and landscapes. Mm-hmm. It is very cool. I like it's. It looks so good that I didn't mind that at one point both of them stand on an aircraft carrier which there's no way that that would happen no but you look at it it's so impressive you go no what i i'm along for the ride like that is awesome i don't even care that that ship should be absolutely falling apart right now it looks good they've they've there are some cool moments or, or shall we say um hero moments for one of a better phrase where you just have you know like a wide frame of these two characters in position you go that that's awesome that's like a mm-hmm. poster i was annoyed that we didn't get another sort of slow build-up of godzilla's atomic breath like that's always a great thing to just mm-hmm. pull out. Like here, they he he uses his atomic breath, but you don't get like the you know the panning shot along his tail as he revs up. Like, cause it sounds so cool, mm. and I kind of wish that they had at least one moment where he had. Oh, by the way, Godzilla literally bores into the center of the earth. I thought that was so ridiculously stupid. Yeah, that like, like I, why I hasn't I he done that the, before? I laughed the entire time, and he does that just to get the King Kong. Yeah, so he literally. He doesn't stop. It's a continuous blast, and he just bores straight through the crust of the planet. It's a, <laughs> it was, it, but it, like, it's it's one, of, it's one of those you know stupid fun movies that you just have. A, I I thought it was cool. It epitomizes so, the silliness of this film. Yeah, it was it was stupid, but it was cool. Uh, like that's a couple of hundred kilometers. That, like and and King Kong's up there in like a couple of minutes. Like yeah, it doesn't take him. What long. about all the magma? Yeah, or have we put have we disrupted the rotation of the planet? Or is there a gravity that? thing that's going on there? Yeah. And, uh, but my know. other question would be, why hasn't Kong done this before? If it's so easy to get there and, you know, destroy these other yeah. monsters. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, this is a film where they decide to bring a, an eight-year-old girl along on yeah. the entire time. Yeah, who somehow makes it through. I think the most time she's ever in danger is when a a ship capsizes and she nearly drowns. That's the most danger she's ever in. Not from the monsters, just from just water. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Humankind's natural predator. Water. (laughs) Hey, we're surrounded by it here. We should be... uh, I was actually a little traumatised by that. (laughs) All right. What are we going to give this out of... Five. Five watts. Atomic axes. Atom- oh, yeah. That was cool. I like that axe. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. Was also like, silly. Cool. Very silly, yes. All right, atomic axes. <laughs> five, out of five atomic axes, uh, Matthew, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure, certainly. Uh, I was pretty keen for this movie. The trailer, though it doesn't have that wonderful poetry, for mm. not to sound too arrogant, that Godzilla 2 trailer has. If you haven't seen the Godzilla 2 trailer, you should watch it. It's a, it's a great trailer. Lund. Yes, that that music is used so well. This trailer instead just went for aggressive, loud noises. And to be fair, that is exactly what the movie is. Like, it does sell it. I wasn't disappointed. I knew what I was going to get. Look, the the human story is non-existent. Bit of a shame considering how much I like the human characters in Godzilla 2. However, the monster stuff is just spot on, really. I mean, you can't complain. Godzilla and Kong look amazing. Their fights are really cool. I wish it was a bit longer. I wish there was a little more of an emotional drive at the center, but I kind of got what I was kind of, you know, advertised. So I'm going to give it a four. Four. Wow. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, let me let me surprise you, Steve, because I'm going to give it a four too. Hot Ooh. damn. Because I was just like, man, I'm not here for the story. I literally switched my brain off for two hours. <laughs> 
and that's all I needed to do. It's not getting a five because it is a bit dumb. <laughs> you know, it's not the best monster film that I've ever seen, but it was incredibly impressive. The fights were cool, the music was cool, the CGI was superb, characters do some dumb things, and you know, there, there were just some silly things that in the writing that the humans did. Yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah, that's just lazy writing. So that's- Oh, actually, if I can interject, just before we get to you, Steve, uh, speak, speaking to three guys who were doing a podcast, were you, was any of you triggered by the guy who was doing the conspiracy podcast at the beginning? <laughs> no, I related to that. You related to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, podcasts are cool because they're in the movie. Yeah, we've, we've been validated. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Uh, I Ooh. did. I enjoyed it. I really did. I okay. really enjoyed it. But the the writing for the humans was just deplorable, uh, and really, really lacked the the great cast of supporting likable characters. You know, uh, we had everyone on that Monarch Jet Jet last movie that was you know just fun to watch. What happened to the Monarch Jet? Did Don't it, know. It's still around, isn't it? In after Godzilla two. Don't know. Yeah. See, that's my point. Is they they ignore stuff they set yeah. up in that previous movie. Um. It. It sort of wastes opportunities to really just take its time on some things. Like the the last movie, it let, it let shots breathe. You mm-hmm. know, there was this great like five minute show where you get to see King Ghidorah on top of a volcano, and you've got this Christian cross in front of the shot as well, and it's just set up really well. I think a lot of that beautiful cinematography is is pre- present in this film, but not as prevalent as the last film. I think Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown are either wasted or just superfluous in this film. Mr. Skarsgård, I forget which one it is. He is there, and so is Rebecca Hall, and both of those actors are terrific actors that need to be used more. And yeah, I thought the soundtrack to this is pretty forgettable. Yeah, I would suggest it's not a fairly memorable movie. Mm-hmm. Godzilla 2 stays with you, this one not mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really definition between tracks, was there? It was sort of just a wall of noise the <laughs> yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was watching this going, when I because I probably will get it on Blu-ray to watch it again. It's like, oh, my neighbours are going to love this. It's so loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a loud movie. It's two hours of noise. <laughs> Did you say two and a half? This is two. Oh, two. I thought you said two hours. and a half. This two. is two hours? No, oh, no, 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 no. Your, your rating. Your rating. Oh, two and a half, yeah. Okay. Like Ten and a half. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to... Look, I'm just, I'm just thinking about <sighs> how I reacted mm. to Godzilla 2. Mm. And that movie really blew my socks off. It's just how good it was. I'm actually... Yeah, I'm going to go down to a three. Yeah. I'm going to go down to a three on this. Only because... If I had the choice of watching... Again, these are part of the same franchise. I feel like we're allowed to compare them. If I had the choice of watching either this or Godzilla 2, mm. King of the Monsters, I would always pick King of the Monsters. Mm. So anyway, we've been the trailer on the podcast. <laughs> it's, uh... Well, that's what that makes. So it went from 10.5 to 9.5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, look, you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah. I'm it can be wrong. That, it's, you like... know, it's fine. It just you know, don't forget consequences can come of your actions. <laughs> uh, that's fine. We've been the Trail Island Podcast, and that was Godzilla vs. Kong. Potentially the last film in the in this Potentially, yeah. In this series. I hope of, not. I'd like more. Yeah, me too. Where would they go next? What would they do? Oh, there's so many more cities they can destroy. There's yeah, a lot space. more Godzilla monsters for them to fight. Are they still around? Uh, I'm sure they could I'm sure they could make more. Okay. Well, maybe they should. Yeah. I think the Muto was a was an original creature for the first film, so you know. Okay. What about that? All right. Cool. cool. 
Well, look, hey, we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. You can find us every Wednesday with a new episode. And there's a bunch of episodes that you can listen to as well. Let your friends know. Leave us a five-star rating if you can find us wherever you are. Just give it to us there. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Mm. the whole lot. Tell your friends as well. Uh, Yeah, anything else to add, gentlemen? Um, Please please don't abandon us. (laughs) You you deserve so much better, Kyle Chandler. I think, yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) Go watch this movie in a cinema. The sound was good. Which yeah. is what I would wrap up on. Is yeah. yeah, the sound was pretty cool. Very good. All right, well, yes, we've been the Trail Island Podcast. I've been Alex. I've been joined by... Matthew. Steven Skarsgård. <laughs> Do you think about these for very long or just come to... I don't think about anything for very long. Perfect. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a Narrative Network podcast.